Uh, this is going to be a recording um, done as I'm driving back home on the way to our gathering tonight. I love our gatherings. Uh, I feel like we've grown a lot together. We've learned a lot about Jesus this year. Uh, and yet I feel that uh, we still have a place to go, that this is not the end. We haven't really achieved uh, anything yet other than um, gathering regularly and, and growing, and that's, that's a lot. But I feel it's time for us to move forward. And so the question is, what does that mean? What are we being told? What is God telling us? Uh, what is the Holy Spirit telling us? Uh, how are we to move forward? So hearing the voice of God is one of the most important things we can learn to do. Because to hear the voice of God uh, takes away a lot of the guesswork. A lot of the shots in the dark we often take as we try to figure out what it is we're supposed to be doing as disciples of Jesus. Jesus was with his disciples for three years, uh, every day, if nearly every day, if not every day. And so there was never any doubt as to what Jesus wanted them to do. Now Jesus, just before he ascended, he said to his disciples, Lo, I am with you always. Uh, there are some contradictory things he said. He said, where I'm going, you cannot come. And yet he said, lo, I'm with you always. Uh, so, yes, we know Jesus went somewhere uh, in a sense that his physical body was removed. And yet he said, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the end of the age. And so... Jesus is still with us. If we're Jesus' disciples, we are still sitting at his feet, even today. We're not sitting at the feet of mere humans and people, right? We are sitting at the feet of Jesus, still yet, even now. Uh, and if that's the case, we should be able to hear his voice. We have to be able to hear his voice. How can, how can we be his disciples? and not hear the voice of Jesus. So the question is, and one thing that we should be pursuing, perhaps above all else, is the voice of Jesus. The voice of Jesus every day uh, is available to us. Where do we find it? How do we find it? John says, the sheep know his voice. Jesus said he is the good shepherd and, and the sheep follow him because they know the sound of his voice. They know his voice. We will follow Jesus' voice, but we have to recognize it. Do you recognize the voice of Jesus? Scripture is a wonderful way in which we can find Jesus' voice. We... we we see his words and we hear his words all through the, the New Testament, especially in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
these books give us a uh, most concentrated glimpse into who Jesus is and who he's calling us to be. One way we can recognize Jesus' voice is through reading the Gospels over and over and finding out what Jesus' heart is, what his heart was, as found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read it. Read it again. Pray about it. Study it. Find out the things that are close to Jesus' heart. What are the things that he cared about? Who are the people he cared about? What are the issues that upset him most? And when we know Jesus, when we truly know who Jesus is, even just through the Gospels, that gives us an example by which to measure his voice when we hear it in other ways. Because if we hear the voice of Jesus and it contradicts who we find Jesus to be in the Gospels, we know that that cannot be the voice of Jesus. But if we are not familiar with him in the Gospels, how would we know when we hear the voice of Jesus? Now, am I saying that it's impossible to hear the actual voice of Jesus? No, I'm not saying that. I think it's possible. But I don't think that is the only way that you can recognize his voice. I think we can recognize his voice in other writings. I think we can recognize his voice in other people. We can recognize his voice in situations and opportunities. Jesus' voice is never going to, co to contradict himself. Now, we, we may lack understanding of Jesus. We may lack an understanding of the Gospels and who Jesus is there. But if we will pursue it, and if we will really make our home in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as disciples of Jesus, then we will hear his voice and he will speak to us more specifically, more personally than he does in the Gospels. Because Jesus wants to speak into your world today, into the life you live here. He wants to speak to you. He wants to help you with decisions. He wants to speak life into your life. I think we can all agree that if we hear the voice of Jesus, it would fix a lot of the doubt that we feel in our lives. So let's commit to hearing his voice commit to hearing the voice of Jesus and searching it out. Now, does Jesus speak to you individually? Quite possibly. But more than likely, Jesus is going to speak to 
a different unit. Probably, although he will sometimes speak to the individual, more than likely he will be speaking to the group of disciples with which you meet and worship. And if that is true, then I may get a message through my brother or sister in Christ. So my second point is, it's important. My first point was, it's, it's important to familiarize yourself with the voice of Jesus and with the heart of Jesus as found in the Gospels. And my second point is, it's important to fellowship and draw out the voice of Jesus from your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Now you may remember in the Old Testament when Moses was with the people of Israel in the desert, there was a prophet, I believe, from Moab called Balaam. A rival king who was wanting to uh, destroy Israel summoned Balaam and asked him, Balaam was a, a, a prophet of sorts, asked him to curse the people of Israel. Well, Balaam very wisely said, I will contact the God of the Israelites. And if he, if he allows it, if he, if he allows me to, then I will curse the people of Israel. Well, we know that that didn't happen. Uh, and that the story goes on, and, and uh, the point I'm trying to make here is that God can speak through anything and anyone. He spoke through a prophet who was not an Israelite, and by definition not a man of God. And later in that same story, he spoke through a donkey, an animal, to Balaam. And so sometimes we might mistakenly think that God's voice only comes through those who are worthy, only those who are holy enough, only those who are learned or experienced, uh, learned or experienced. Um, but no, God's voice can come anywhere. I, I believe God's voice can come in dreams, and I have experienced uh, Jesus' voice in dreams. I believe Jesus' voice uh, can come from others. Uh, for example, someone who helps me interpret my dream. Or uh, it can come from the lady uh, at the supermarket who doesn't know me, but unexpectedly says a word that means something to me that Jesus has orchestrated. So, let us beware of our surroundings and look for patterns and evidence that Jesus is contacting us because he is. He desires to contact us. How else can we be his disciples? To be his disciples, we must be at his feet. We must be eating at his table and in communion with him. Now we can do that by meeting as often as possible and being in the lives of our fellow 
Brothers and sisters, in Christ, we can do that by meeting as often as possible, but we are not always meeting. We're not together every day. But we should be. We should be as much as we can, as much as possible. Uh, and we should also be sharing Jesus with those whom we meet on a day-to-day basis. So, the voice of Jesus. Number one, we will recognize the voice by spending time in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John over and over and saturating ourselves with the voice and the words and the teachings and the uh, experiences of Jesus. Number two, we can search for the voice of Jesus in our brothers and sisters. Uh, And I, I suppose I went into my third point, which is we can hear the voice of Jesus in dreams. Uh, And I I suppose this would, although I I can't say that I've experienced this, uh, I'm not sure I have, but there are dreams that are dreams where you are completely asleep, and there are dreams where you are semi-awake. Are those visions? I don't know. I've had both kinds. If you want to experience Jesus more in your dreams, and this I learned from a good friend, who had more experience in this area than I do. Pray that God come to you in your dreams. Pray that Jesus contact you in your dreams. Pray that Jesus give you words of encouragement and wisdom in your dreams. Uh, And he will. He will. Uh, And he will do this for the entire gathering if you collectively ask him to. Um, I have a dream right now that I'm, I'm hoping to have interpretation, possibly tonight. Uh, yeah, one of the most amazing dreams I've ever had. So uh, I'm very interested to see what comes of that. Uh, so that's a third way, uh, dreams and visions. And then the fourth way I also alluded to, but just for the sake of uh, uh, organization, Let's go to a fourth way, and that is uh, in the world around you, whether that's people, newspapers, uh, something on the television, uh, a billboard or an advertisement, uh, a conversation that you overhear or that you're a part of, uh, Jesus can speak to you and call you through all kinds of ways, thus the story that I told of Balaam and the donkey. Um, that's another way that Jesus' voice can come to you. Uh, and I suppose the fifth way would be a direct voice, a, an audible voice, such as the disciples and John the Baptist and, and other people heard when uh, Jesus was baptized and he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, it's interesting to know that here, those whose hearts were being prepared by Jesus understood what was said. Those whose hearts were, whose hearts were closed, uh, to them it sounded like thunder. Uh, people who were uninitiated, let's say, by the Spirit. Uh, there are probably many other ways that you could hear the voice of Jesus. Uh, another way that I didn't talk about, we'll call it number six, is nature. Uh, we 
exist in the creation of Jesus, albeit uh, cursed and fallen, but still reflective of the person of Jesus. Jesus is not above manipulating nature as he did with the storm. He calmed the storm. Uh, he walked on water. Uh, he uh, did all kinds of different things uh, with nature. He, he withered a fig tree. So, Jesus uh, is reflected in all the nature around us, whether that's in plants or animals or in the weather, uh, in the stars. Um, and we can receive messages that way. Uh, and I think the way we will know messages is not by a single message. I think this is where we, we misuse scripture. We get a single scripture and we, we take it out of context and use that as a mandate to do or to say or to think uh, all kinds of things that are far from the heart of Jesus. But by saturating yourself with Jesus in the Gospels, you will have a rounder, a fuller, a more holistic idea of who Jesus is. And this will give you extraordinary wisdom in interpreting not just the Gospels, but knowing Jesus through and through will help you interpret Paul and Peter and James and John and all of the writers in the epistles. Not only that, that's not all. Understanding Jesus will bring new life. To your Old Testament reading, understanding Jesus will make the Old Testament stand out in 3D relief. Because without Jesus, the Old Testament is, to put it nicely, difficult. It's difficult to understand the person of God in the Old Testament. We get a, uh, a one-sided idea of who God the Father is, Yahweh, Almighty. We get, we get a picture that He is uh, a certain way, if we only read the Old Testament. But reading the Old Testament through the lens of the New Testament gives you incredible clarity on what's going on in the Old Testament. And without it, you have nothing. You really have nothing but, but an epic piece of literature uh, that can be studied for its literary uh, worth, but it's no worth. Uh, it is of no worth uh, eternally and spiritually. So in conclusion, let us seek the voice of Jesus. Let us seek the voice of Jesus.